So, uh, welcome to our Sunday program, our Sunday Bhagavatam class. I can't, oh, there I am. Oh, now I can see myself, which I don't really want to see anyway. I just wanted to make sure it's working. So, um, it is June 6th, So Krishna uh, is understood here as the subject of this sentence and Avishat Puram entered the city. Avishat Puram means he entered the city. So that's the basic statement here. Krishna entered the city. But as he entered the city, he was Yujamanaha. Yujamanaha, that's the verb, uh, or the, uh, the dependent clause. He was being... Uh, bestowed with or thing or uh, he was receiving uh, Ashir Pir. Uh, Ashir, Ashir uh, means a blessing. It's like in, in India they talk about Ashirvad. Ashirvad literally means a benediction. If you think of the word benediction, which is a you know word for blessing. A benediction literally means bene, means the good, bene, or bien in Spanish, and then diction. Diction means speaking. Diction, dictate. So, uh, so bene diction means to speak the good. And that's exactly, of course, what the word ashirvad means. Vad means speaking, and ashir means like a blessing. So, interestingly, in Sanskrit, and also in Latin and down to us in English, when you bless someone, you, you do that by actually speaking a blessing. And of course, you can give someone money. You could say, okay, I give you, you declare it. So it's this benediction. So here you have the word, just the ashir, the blessing. I want to talk a little about this word ashir or blessing because there's actually more to it than uh you might think at first. So in the Sanskrit dictionary, first of all, ashir comes from a verb, ashanks. Uh, so ashanks, like ashanksati or ashanksate, means to hope for, to expect, to wish to attain. Uh, to ask, to praise, extol. So 
so this word asha uh, means from ashansati, the word asha, from which you get also uh, in this particular verse, uh, we have uh, ashir. It's just another form of ashir, asha. So that word asha means a wish, a desire, a hope, expectation, a prospect, and uh, which therefore can come to mean a, a blessing, like to get your wishes, like, you know, the genie that comes out of the lamp and says, we'll give you three wishes. So you can wish, you, you have a wish, and then when it's given to you, you are granted wishes. So the word wish in English or asha in Sanskrit can mean the desire itself, or it can mean getting what you desire, like you got your desires. And so here, these things were being applied to Krishna. The, the verb here, which, uh, which refers to Krishna, is yujamana. And uh, yujamana, so this, it, it's anyway, it's a passive uh, present participle, but... Uh, so let's look at the word huge in the Sanskrit dictionary because exact it basically means that these things were being uh, offered to Krishna. They were being uh, directed to Krishna. Krishna was being directed by, not directed by in the sense of order, but he was having all these wishes and blessings focused on him, concentrated on him. Or being fixed on him, and of course it can mean that the that the Brahmins, for example, were actually uh, offering their blessings to Krishna, even though he's God. That was kind of the pastime, or it can mean that people were asking him, you know, for things they desperately needed. So uh, the word uh, yuja can mean that these all these blessings were being conferred upon him, bestowed upon him, or uh, and so on and so forth. So, but anyway, he's entering the city. So who is doing this? Who is uttering these ashis, the, these blessings or wishes? Uh, so gurus, so you would assume gurus and vipras, learned brahmanas, sadharai with their wives, uh, that they are as is the pastime, blessing Krishna, like may you be victorious, may you all, may you have a long life in this world and so on, whatever. And stavidairapi and the elderly, the elderly stavidair, uh, Prabhupada translates it invalid, it, it can mean elderly also. So Krishna was being conferred with all these blessings by these people, Anyaya, and by other people, Bundy Beast, professional reciters who were very good at it. It's just like, for example, nowadays we have musical concerts and their professional singers were just really good singers and they memorized their lyrics. And so these Vandis were people that developed a high skill level in singing songs about great personalities, kings, or in this case, Krishna himself, praising them. And uh, so Vandi Bees, and so all this was going on, and uh, Krishna personally 
and it was very personal. Swaya means Krishna himself. As Krishna himself was receiving all these blessings or all these petitions from different people. And while all this is going on, he entered the city. So that's the first verse today. Then the next verse, um, Raja Margam Gate Krishna. Uh, when Krishna was going on the royal road, the Raja Margam. And of course, they say this also in Spanish. In Spanish, it's El Camino Real, the royal road. And so in Sanskrit, it's Raja Marga, special roads built by kings. Raja Marga Gate Krishna. So when Krishna had gone onto the Raja Marga, the royal road that went into the city, Dwaraka Ya Kulakstriyaha. So the um, the uh, Kulastriya, Kula means like a family or community like Guru Kula, but also it can be used to mean like uh, like a very good family. Like you, you know, you have uh, you have lineage. You know, you come from a very respectable or very honored family. So Kula Striha, the women of good families of Dwarka, Dwarakaya, Kula Striha, Harmyani means onto the roofs, the roofs of the houses. Uh they 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 went up, they they climbed up, not climbing, but I mean they, you know, they went up. They went up onto the roofs, Vipra O Brahmana, Tadikshanamahotsavaha, because for them a um Seeing Krishna was a great festival. And the word for festival is Mahotsava, which is interesting because uh, Utsava, it's Maha Utsava. Utsava literally means pressing out. So you could ask, like, where does that come from? It comes from the Vedas because the, the great sacrifices described in the Vedas are uh, sort of centered on the soma sacrifice, where they they take this plant. It's interesting. Scholars no longer know what the plant was. It's sort of been lost to modern scholarship. But in the Himalaya, in the mountains, there was a certain plant which would be used to make this famous soma drink, which was so powerful in the context of sacrifice. And so they take this plant, they had presses, like you've probably seen sugarcane presses. So they had a press and they would they would press out the the liquid from this soma plant that would be used in the in the great sacrifices. And so these sacrifices were great occasions. They were an important part of the economy because people who were needy, such as poor people or or Brahmins who didn't really own very much. They would go to these sacrifices, and you always read in the Bhagavatam that at these great events, very generous charity was given out, was given out um, to the sages, to the poor, to whoever was needy. Very generous, uh, huge amount of charity. And so giving out charity at great events like that was an important part of the economy in a sense that was a big part of the social welfare system the safety net and uh 
so these events, because of the great sacrifices, because all the charity, and they were like great festivals. So therefore, the pressing out, the great pressing out, Maha Utsava, Mahotsava, came to mean a great festival. That's where that comes from. So Tadikshana, seeing him was a great festival for him, for them, for these ladies who went on the roofs, the roofs of the houses. And Nityang Dirikshamana Nang Jarapi Dwarako Dwarako Kasam Nabitrapyantihi Drashak Shio Dhamanga Machutam. See, Prabhupada translates this the inhabitants of Dwarka were regularly accustomed to looking upon the reservoir of all beauty, the infallible Lord, yet they were never satisfied. So here the first line, Nityang Nirikshamananam. Uh, so among these Dwaraka Okasam, uh, Okas, uh, Okas in Sanskrit means uh, home, and from this word Okas you get Greek words, then you get the word ecology, which you may find interesting. Echos, Echos is Sanskrit Okas, and uh, so you get the word. That's where you get the word ecology. So here Dwaraka Okasam. So, of the inhabitants of the inhabitants of Dwarka who were always looking upon Nirikshamana, always looking upon Krishna, even though they were always looking upon Krishna, Nabitrapyanti, they were never satiated, they were never satisfied. He actually the the eyes, the eyes of these residents of Dwarka are always looking at, on Krishna, their eyes were never satisfied. That's uh, literally what it says. Never satiated, Prabhupada says. So it's their eyes that were never satiated. Because Achuta, uh has a body which is the Dhamma, the abode of Shriya, of the goddess of fortune, or the goddess of beauty, or just of beauty. So Krishna, Achuta, infallible Krishna, Achuta, uh, his body is the abode of beauty, which is actually what it says here. And then Shriyo Nivaso Yasyodaha, Krishna, whose chest, Udaha, uh, is the abode Nivasa of Sri, of the goddess of fortune, Shriyo. So, therefore, because Krishna is the abode of the goddess of fortune, he's called Sri Nivasa, which is a name I'm sure you've heard. Or you can take off the prefix Ni and just say Sri Vasa. It means the same thing. So Shio Nivasa Jasyodaha, whose chest is the abode of Sri, goddess of fortune or of all beauty, Pana Patram Mukang Drasham, and whose face, Mukam, uh, is the Pana Patram, like the drinking vessel of the eyes. So just as your body, you drink to nourish your body. 
to slake one's thirst. So Krishna's eyes, I mean, for the eyes, for the eyes of everyone, Krishna's face is this vessel for drink, this drinking vessel. And Bahavo, Loka Palanam, and his arms are the shelter for the uh, world rulers, those who rule the various worlds in the universe, their shelter, uh, their abode is found in the arms of Krishna because the arms always symbolize administration and defense. And uh, saranganam, for those who literally for devotees who go to the essence. Sara means essence. So, and saranga, going to the essence. So this is a, a name for devotees. Bhakti Thakur also calls them saragrahi, those who take the essence. So for, for, the, for those going to the essence, which means Vaishnavas, uh, Krishna's lotus feet, Padambhujam, literally his foot lotus, is, his foot lotus, is the uh, the abode for those Vaishnavas who have gone to the essence of things and therefore accepted Krishna? Krishna's lotus feet are their dwelling place. So um, I think I'll stop here. Short class, and. Uh, at this point, if there are any questions, I will go to uh, the, uh, what's it called, StreamYard. So uh, thank you all for your greetings. I'm not reading all of them, but I appreciate them. Um, See if there are any questions. Here's a question. Srinath Bhagavatam 1.11.23. Nowadays, what would be the best way to give charity to the Brahmanas? Hmm. Oh, that's also in Spanish. Uh... It depends on their situation. Some brahmanas are sincere devotees, but they just economically, they're, they really need help, even for basics like medical care and so on, or to send their children to a good school. And there are other brahmins who are not really suffering materially, but they're preaching, and so they could definitely use help in their preaching work. So I would say it's personal, and with in every case, you simply have to see what a particular uh, Vaishnav needs, Vaishnav Brahman. So let's see here. Oh. Good morning, Krishna Priya. She wished me a good morning. So, Alaka, 
What kind of advice can we take from this verse for daily lives in this unique time in the world? I think the advice is very clear. I mean, unique, that's being very generous. I mean, the world's basically gone mad. So um, look to Krishna. We have to make Krishna our shelter. There is no other real shelter. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, if I can give you a verse number. Uh, verse 1862. Tamiva Sharanang Go to him alone for shelter. Sarva Bhavinavarta with, with all of your heart, with all of your existence. Tatrasarat, by his mercy, Parang Shantim. You will achieve uh, the, the highest peace and uh, an eternal, eternal position. In other words, you, can, you will achieve a place where you never have to leave again. It's your eternal home and you'll achieve the highest peace. So therefore, go to him alone for shelter. Uh, so that's the answer. Uh, we should really just go to Krishna for shelter and depend on him. So another one, uh, what is the main difference between archa vigra, vigraha and idolatry? Well, idolatry might be just worshiping something that you invented yourself. It's not really an authorized deity. You just invented something and worship it. Whereas worshiping an authorized form is spiritual science. Eduardo Guerrero, me pregunto por qué Krishna si hablo la Gita, si hablo la Gita cuando Kaliyuga sabe por comenzar. So I wonder why Krishna spoke the Gita just when uh, Kaliyuga was about to begin. He did not emphasize in in a direct way in this in in the Gita itself the Maha Mantra. So why? Um, first of all, in different ages there are different ways that people glorify Krishna. And uh, for example, Krishna does say in the Gita, Satatan Kirti Antomam. Uh my devotees are always doing kirtan, always glorifying me. And we have Arjuna's example. When Arjuna saw the universal form, which really was, to use the old expression, a mind blower, um, he spontaneously began glorifying Krishna. So that's the whole Gita. As Arjuna hears the Gita and understands it, he begins to do kirtan, begins to glorify Krishna. So we don't really have evidence that in every age the Maha Mantra is what people chanted. Uh, we don't find that evidence of that in the Bhagavatam, but it's a, it's kirtan is kirtan. That's what Prabhupada said to Professor Stahl of Berkeley when they had a little debate in 19, I think, 72. 
73, and um, it was published by VBT. And Charlotte said, this kirtan or that kirtan? I mean, we have so many songs. Of course, we focus on the Maha Mantra, which is great. But in other ages, they were doing the same thing. They were glorifying Krishna, whatever, using this or that mantra. Jagat Palana Das, I, oops, there it is. I've heard from a scholar that ontology was brought to India by Alexander the Great, who learned it from his guru, Aristotle. Ontology was then introduced in the, oh God, that's, um, that doesn't sound very intelligent. Of course, that there's no, that if there's ontology in the Gita, then it, was, it came from the Greeks. That's, that's pretty silly. Um, yeah, some scholar trying too hard. It's funny, I was, I was on the uh, most respected Indology conference for several years uh, called Indology. All the top scholars are there. And so they'll give this argument that uh, the Bhagavad Gita cannot be more than, you know, 22, 2300 years old because in the Gita, I think in chapter five, I think five times you find the term Brahma Nirvana, sort of Nirvana in the absolute. And since Nirvana is a Buddhist term, uh, therefore the Gita has to be, has to come after Buddhism. So I was on this Indology conference and I asked a simple question. I said, there are three possibilities here. One is the Gita took the word Nirvana from Buddhism. Number two, Buddhism took the word Nirvana from the Gita. Or number three, they both just used it in their own way. So how do we know the Gita took the word Nirvana from Buddhism? I asked it, this question on this, again, it's the most important Indology conference in the world, all the top scholars, and no one had an answer. Everyone, these scholars, they've been teaching this forever about the Gita being more recent because it used the word Nirvana, but no one knew why. There was not one answer. Actually, one scholar, I think maybe from Oxford or some other English university, he kind of supported me. He said, yeah, like, what's, you know, what is this? We don't really know that. And so that's just one of so many examples where all the scholars say that and no one knows why they say it. And believe me, that's not the only case. Uh, let's see. What else have we got here? When Krishna presented himself in Dwarka, it can remind one of a king ready to establish excellent administration. How can that compare with today's world? Where a certain party may consider that too much political correctness is the way to perfect government. Uh, well, I mean, as we all should know, we live in a very crazy world. The leaders of countries, not always, but often are not intelligent people. And welcome to Kali Yuga. All we can do is just try to spread this movement and hope that it helps. So previous verse had what you called poetic license, accepting poetic license, who draws the line? Uh, the tradition, we, if we stay within our Siddhanta, if we stay within our philosophy, we say something which is confirmed in uh, 
other parts of Shastra, that's pretty solid ground. There's a word in Sanskrit, the way they say poetic license in Sanskrit commentaries, they say arsha. The word arsha comes from the word rishi, like arsha means just, just something from the sages. So it's been recognized forever that in explaining Krishna consciousness, sometimes people uh, are may not be absolutely precise in terms of the rules of grammar or they may give some explanations, uh, but uh, what the Vaishnavas are concerned with, they're concerned with Siddhanta, uh, Tattva, getting the basic fundamental philosophical principles correct. They don't compromise on that. So, uh, Let's see, I think that's it. Oh, here's a question without the question marks. Is there a higher chance of seeing him according to the pious actions anyone may have or desire? Is it harder? How is it by chance of his or a devotee's mercy that one may arrive to his and her lotus feet? Um, all of the above. Uh, we just do our best. You know, we do, we know that Krishna is a reasonable, loving God. And so we do our best to serve him, to glorify him, to be faithful to him. And Krishna helps us and gradually reveals himself. And those who are engaged in Krishna consciousness, they experience this every day. So we do our best and then Krishna is very merciful. Okay, thank you all very much uh, for tuning in. And if I didn't answer your question, it's simply because I didn't see it. It did not show up yet. So I hope you're all very well, taking care of yourselves and the people around you. And uh, Hare Krishna.